40 Lessons. Episode 25 of the 40 Lessons podcast. My name is Todd B. Waldo. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is, of course, February. We're almost at the end of the month that we set aside to dive deeper into black history. Should not be the only time we talk about the history of black folks in America, but we carve out February uh, as our time to do that. One of my roles, one of the many things that I get to do is working in diversity and inclusion, which is a deep passion of mine and knowing the value of bringing people together and what happens when we honor who we are and honor our differences and the kind of experience we can have together that is always going to be greater than experiences we have when we're separate from each other. Doing that here in Richmond has a very, um, it's, it's different given Richmond's history. I've had to learn that. I'm not native to the city of Richmond. So I've had to learn that history and kind of learn how to apply my mission and, and my purpose in the context of this place. One of the things I do at work is working with our diversity and inclusion practices through affinity groups. And that's one of our strategies to build community and connection. And so we create those groups around race. And so we talk about um, diversity from, from, from race and we talk about it for gender and we talk about it for orientation. So those are the three uh, three areas of focus for these groups. So I've been able to work with the team of leaders who are with me on this and kind of create some some conversations and some programming in this month that hopefully have helped us to understand ourselves a little bit better and our history a little bit better. I shared some posts earlier and, um, you know, I got to talk about the Richmond 34 and their participation in the sit-in movement, those students, students over at Virginia Union. Tonight, uh, I'm kind of keeping keeping this thing going a little bit and watched the documentary that came out just, I think it was just last week, Tell Them That, they, tell them that We Are Rising. And this is the story of black colleges and universities put out by PBS uh, as part of the Independent Lens series that they do. This is Stanley Nelson and Marco Williams are the filmmakers. It goes through the history as of, of history of historically black colleges. It's pretty good. We're actually going to screen this at the office. That's going to happen in March. <laughs> we ran out of time in February to do it. We're going to do that in March. So we're going to keep Black History going into March. But it's this really good telling, I think, of you know, of a few perspectives that has reminded me of once again, and it's it's something when I see it in 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 film. Shout out to Africana and the Penn Film Festival who, who they do this for us. It's something when you see our stories put on on film and you experience it that way. Watching this once again reinvigorated for me this appreciation for the life that I live, the shoulders that I stand on and the cost that was involved to secure this kind of life that I have. I am a college educated black man and that came at a cost to my own family. I know that cost really well. I know what my my mother had to go through, what my dad had to go through to get me into a position that I would even have a shot, that I would even have a chance to pursue higher education. We, we had to move to a place where I just even had the possibility. There was no guarantee that I was going to learn well enough. There was no guarantee that I was going to be supportive, that I was going to even want to do it. But they decided when I was four and five years old, we're, we're going to set this child up. 
we're going to put this child on a path. And that was that was hard because we did that in a very racist and overtly racist place in Jersey. And so we heard all the words. We I got into fights. It was violent and difficult. But we did that to, to secure that kind of future. And that's 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 just one story. That's my story. But when I see over and over again, the kind of things that that we had to endure to secure this, this freedom, this opportunity, it deepens my gratitude. We lived in a place and this is recent history. You don't have to even go back very far. We lived in a place where violence was an option. It was an option to call in men with guns, men with tanks, and they could open fire on college students and kill them because they were standing up for their rights. You could have people sitting in a lunch counter, sitting there to, to let people know this is wrong, that I can't sit here just like you can sit here. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to read the newspaper. I'm going to be peaceful. And people would throw things and pull them and hit them. That was okay. That was admissible. That was all right. That's where we come from. That and that's my mother lived through that. That's my mother's life. My mother couldn't go where she wanted to go. She had boundaries. She was allowed through certain doors and not allowed through others. She could sit in certain places and not in others. And so she had to navigate through her life in, in New York and, and other places where she was very aware of what was allowable and what was not. I don't have to do that. Now, yes, there are places that I'm not welcome. That's clear. <laughs> but there's no place I cannot go. Laws don't prohibit me from going to any place. People do. And their practices and their attitudes and their demeanor. Yeah, all day. But I am allowed to go anywhere. And that cost is so, is so deep. And so anytime I, I, I get to to read or to share with other people and kind of lead these talks and lead these experiences like I've done in the office place and other places. Or when I sit here at home and, and watch this documentary and, you know, and, and of course you do that. And then, you, you know, you start to chat with your friends and kind of discuss it a little bit, but this experience, it, it just deepens my appreciation. That's one of the great things I take from, from this month. That's what this focus on black history can do. When you take the time to delve into the experiences of people, and see how they got to where they are today. The, the journey of people of color in this country has come from some of the worst, just horrible, just deplorable places. That's our foundation, which was done on purpose. And so you come from that kind of foundation and look at what we built. I can appreciate that, but I'm also pushed to not be satisfied with where we are. There are some real problems to solve. There's this legacy of injustice. There's this legacy of inequities across our education, our healthcare, food access, transportation, our safety. There's so many things that still persist today because of what happened generations ago. People in power deciding that these people are going to get the good stuff and these people are not. These people get education. These people don't. These people can ride the bus and get to transportation and we're going to organize our cities this way. And these folks, eh, we're not, we're not going to give them the same resources. So we deal with the legacy of that now and have to tear down those old structures and build up new ones. And that, that takes time and commitment. 
But when you take a moment to, to, to read and to study and to see what has happened, it deepens your appreciation. But I think it also gives you this motivation to, to keep fighting like the struggle is still real. It's a different kind of struggle. It's a different kind of fight. But we're still in it. We're still in it. We're not done yet. And the hope is that our children, they won't have the same fights, that they won't have the same conversations, that my daughter's struggle as she has to navigate this world as this beautiful brown female walking through the world, that she will just have, hopefully, some different struggles than the ones that mommy and daddy are going through right now. Different than grandma and grandpa and pop-pop and Nini had to go through. Different than her great-grandparents had to go through. My hope for you is that you take time to, to do two things. One, get to know your own story deeply. Whatever that is, like know your own journey. Like get to know your, your family and where you come from. Even if you come from some really bad, horrible places, like get to know who you are in your own story, your own legacy. But then get to know somebody else's. And this is more in a personal way, like get to know the story of your peers and of your friends, especially those that are different than you, different across race, different across gender, orientation, where they come from, just someone who's different than you. Get to know their story and then study another culture. It's February. And if you haven't read a, read a book or gone to a website or seen a documentary, there's some stuff you can you can digest. You got you got a couple days, got a couple days left <laughs> if you want to focus in February. But take that journey, take that journey into someone else's experience. And I think that will do something for you. Open yourself up to understanding what life is like for somebody else and what life has been like for the people that came before them and the shoulders that they stand on. I think if we did that more, if we understood each other more and where we come from, that would give us a better context for the things that are happening with us today. So that's that's my hope for you. And my hope for us as a community is that we keep this fight up. I'm so fortunate to be knit with people in the city who really deeply care about its success and are willing to put their energy, their effort, their time, their talent, their money and do something about it. What And in whatever way that is for, for folks who are in in politics and have offices for people who are running companies, running organizations, those who are, who are in entertainment, those who are doing special events, those who are advocates, just whatever people are doing, people who are just educating our children, people who just write checks and fund stuff. We're, we're all over the place, but we're all doing it to make this place better. And we're united in that commitment. Even when we sometimes don't agree on our tactics, we're united in that commitment. And I'm so grateful to be knit with those people trying to make a difference in this city. And so I live with hope. I live with hope that we can build on what has happened in the generations before. That we'll be inspired by these stories of men and women who stood up, these college students who stood up and sat at that counter and suffered through the ridicule and suffered through things being thrown on them and suffered through the violence. We remember those who have passed, who lost their lives to secure our rights that we have today. We won't lose hope. We'll keep fighting so that life is better for our babies <laughs> and then turn our babies' babies. As always, 
Share your thoughts and comments. Todd at ToddBWaldo.com. This is 40 Lessons. Thank you so much for listening. Everyone, please take care of yourself. Let's make sure we take care of each other.